This is part two of an awesome discussion where I chat with stay-at-home mom, wife, and entrepreneur Elizabeth Ricketts as she shares her journey and tips on homeschooling, travel schooling, and raising your children to be multilingual. Mind you, all this time I've been saying multilingual. And it's interesting enough that we also touch base on the stigma that comes with accents and growing up in a household where English was a second language. Liz doesn't leave my listeners empty-handed. Stay tuned for ways you can access workbooks and tools to teach your child languages and academics, whether you are a working or stay-at-home parent. So stay locked in. This Around the Way girl wants to chat with you. She's discovering new information in this world that surrounds her, tapping into her inner power, her sexuality, and taking ownership of her insecurities. She discovered she had to unlearn some things. Come and enjoy her moments of reflection, re-education, redefinition, and evolution. Kick back, sip some wine, take a drive, whatever your vibe. Join me, your host, Shay Sana, with She Discovered Podcast. So stay tuned, you might learn some things. How many languages do you speak? Fluently four. English, French, Spanish, Creole. And like you said, now you're beginning to learn um, Mandarin and you're helping them in Arabic and Hebrew. And, you know, I always wanted to learn Arabic and Hebrew because I felt like it just brings a deeper connection to the scriptures, you and, know? Yep. So I, I think it's important to do that. And just with the story that you told me of your uh, of heaven, your oldest daughter, how she was able to make that connection. Imagine when she learns Hebrew and Arabic, the deeper connections and she's going to be able to make on her own yeah it is so deep so I love that you're implementing language so besides homeschooling step one traveling step two (laughs) what now made you decide to now implement this third element of learning different languages like where did that come from as well it came from the knowledge that speaking different languages opens doors It's not only about, yes, granted, it does open the doors academically, professionally, you know, jobs, when they look at your resume and they see that you speak all these different languages, you are a good asset, you're a great asset. So yes, absolutely opens doors in that sense. And and I definitely don't want to throw that under the rug because it's very important. You know, you, everybody needs to be more valuable. You Mm -hmm. know, everybody needs to, to show that they're able to do, you know, the work that is being, you know, expected of them. Emphasis that I want to put on when I say opens doors is being able to have a social connection with people because you're able to speak their language. We say it all the time, even between husband and wife, we always say we have to learn to speak their language. Yes. Their love language, right? The reason why we say that is because we know that it's an open door to their hearts. Mm. They become more vulnerable. They communicate with you more because they know that you understand their language. So now my kids who I'm looking for to be witnesses, right? And to be able to help and to serve and to do all these things that I know that God is, is um, empowering me to know it's truth. I can now use language as a tool to get them to have connections with all these people. 
I can use that language to help them serve these people, you know, and um, have relationships with people. That is the only way we can do the job that, God, you know, that is entrusted for us to do. Right. Yeah. We have to be able to communicate. And I think there are barriers um, between each nation. And I know that English is the most is what we consider the professional language where everybody's supposed to learn it. And everybody started on that. Right. English language. Anyway. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying anything negative about it because English is English, right? It's it's the language we speak. And it's also something that people need to know as well. Yes. Especially when you're from different countries trying to learn the language. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But I do think that by telling people, oh, just learn English, you will be able to communicate with anybody. It literally condescends all the other cultures and all the other languages and all the people's identities. Everybody else's means of communication, of expression. You're literally saying you're substandard. Mm-hmm. And what made English the standard? Right. What made right. English the standard? I created a, a curriculum to help parents, to help teachers as well, because it's not only for homeschool parents. This is also for teachers. This is all for tutors. This is all for, also for any sort, uh, anybody who wants a child or their child to learn a language and also learn all the academic skills that, that needs to be learned. And the reason why I do this is because I know that there's a lot. I know that our schools are not emphasizing enough on the importance of learning another language. Mm -hmm. There are statistics that studies that prove that learning another language opens up your child's mind. It pushes them to do things that they didn't think they could do. Here I am. God pushed me to do this. Uh, At first, when he said it to me, I was just like, "Uh, no, too big for me to do. This is larger than life. But then I realized a vision is not a vision unless it's bigger than you. Mm, oh, I love that. Girl, we're Twitter. At, we, need, we, we need to tweet that. My <laughs> God. It has to be bigger than you. God is not in the business of giving you little things to do. He's also not giving you things that he he gave the neighbor to do. He mm-hmm. wants you to be innovative. He wants you to be different. He wants you to be creative. So I had literally had to think about what he said to me and say, listen, it's scary. It's scary. And it has to be scary. I tell myself, anytime someone, any entrepreneur, anyone who's about to open a business, if it's not scary, it's not done yet. You're not ready for it yet. It has to be scary. You have to look at it and say like, whoa. And that's how I felt. That's why it took me a year to actually get it done because I was, it was big, Mm -hmm. but it was also very scary. So every single day I had to be re-encouraged, literally keep my face on the floor, praying to God and asking God to give me the courage to keep going. What I'm doing right now, a lot of people have asked me to do it. So I know that there's a need. Okay. Got it. So because I know there's a need, I'm going to have to supply. And I don't know if I have what it takes to supply. Mm -hmm. And I would have these thoughts in my mind. Liz, are you able to do this? Do you have the resources? Do you have the time? On top of your other businesses. Exactly. Do you Mm -hmm. have the time? And God was like, let me worry about that. Mm. I gave you a vision and now you're trying to justify why you can't do it. I would Mm. have never given it to you if you didn't have the tools and the equipment to do it. So that took time. That built, that was built into me. He literally had to like train me to get to a point where it's like, Liz, I'm not going to say I got this because I don't. Yeah. He got it. 
Mm-hmm. And he's going to give me what I need in order for it to be accomplished. Amen. Yeah. So now that I had this idea and I'm starting to go and I'm going forward with it and presenting to different individuals and presenting to different businesses and stuff like that, I've realized more and more, especially during this pandemic shape, more parents are like, I don't trust my child in an institution where people are just careless of this pandemic. And in the height of the pandemic, more and more parents found themselves homeschooling anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So there is going to be, there's a need today, but there's going to be a, a more of a need tomorrow. The right? way we're going. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, though I, I know that it's not easy for parents to do this. This is the reason why I, I, I curated the curriculum in the way that I did it, because mm-hmm. I know that it's already hard for parents as it is. Yeah. Some parents are losing their jobs. Yep. Some parents are in the middle of a divorce. So, mm. so many, there's so many different things that are happening right now. This pandemic is just an add on. Right. Okay. So I don't want now to give a curriculum that's going to force the parent to not spend hours with the child trying to teach them something. So the way that I curated, I did it in a way where it helps the child become independent and would give, a, a, a would relieve the parent. And of course, if they are six months or one year old, the parent is going to have to be uh, um, very intentional and very close to the child, Mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. But if they know that a child that age should only do work for 15 to 20 minutes a day, they will realize that it's not that heavy. It's not that burdening. And that's what I provide. I don't only make the curriculum. I also teach them a a way, like ways in how to do it for it not to be too burdening for them. Thank you for coming this far into the episode. I wanted to share the exciting news of She Discovered Podcast expanding to YouTube. We will still be streaming audio episodes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. In addition, extra episodes will air via YouTube from time to time. So please be sure to follow and subscribe. Updates and teasers can be found on Instagram at She Discovered Podcast. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Before we get more into that, because we're Mm going to talk about that business that you're doing and the Mm -hmm. multiple languages, I want to go back Mm -hmm. to talking about languages and even within our community as Caribbean, Mm -hmm. right? Or let's just say Haitians Mm -hmm. or even um, Latin speaking countries, Mm -hmm. because there's also this stigma of wanting your children to only know English yes. because it is seen as the language of profession yes. and, and knowledge. Even mm-hmm. in Haiti, right? We had that concept of Creole is slang, right? Creole is the street the, language. The street language. Yep. So even in Haiti, like when our parents were growing up, it's different now, but even um, in Haiti with our parents growing up in school, all they taught you was French. French. They spoke yep. to you in French. You're supposed to speak in French and French was seen as the educated language, the more sophisticated language. And if yep. you spoke Creole in the professional setting, then you're low, mm, your low class, you know, and our parents took that mentality and they brought it here t- with them when they were raising us. Not my parents per se, because I grew up with my grandfather who that's all he spoke. So that's mm-hmm. how I learned how to speak Creole right. fluently. Mm-hmm. By the age of five, I was speaking Creole as if I was born there. Right. <laughs> to the point now when I speak Creole, people are just like, oh, so you was born in Haiti? I'm like, nope. And they're like, how do you speak it so fluently? My wow. grandfather. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and my mother also still spoke it in the house. Mm-hmm. And because I guess they felt like you're going to learn English in school anyway. So might right. as well speak to you in another language at home so you can have it. Mm-hmm. Right. So French, I kind of learned it because I have family in Montreal, Canada. So I kind of had to learn it so I could speak with my speak cousins. Them, right. <laughs> and I, I'm not very fluent in French, but I can understand it and have a decent conversation. Now, with the stigma along with that, I have other friends who are Haitian that their parents did not want to speak to them in Creole because they felt like, uh, I don't want her to get confused. Right. That's the first one. I don't want her to get confused. And when she goes to school, she can't speak English properly because she has an accent because now she's confused on how to separate Creole with English or even a lot of Hispanic friends that I have. They say the same thing. Their parents didn't teach them Spanish because of that same fear. And it's unfortunate, like you said, that we've been taught the standard that English is the language of knowledge. English is the language of professionalism to the point, like you said, it was so condescending that when other cultures come to this country, yes, we get it. They have to learn um, the language of the land, but we give them this grief uh, when they have like an accent. We give them this grief of like, haven't you learned English yet? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the audacity that we have when we go into their country Mm -hmm. and their land, instead of saying, let me try to communicate with them in their language. Does anybody here speak English? Right, right, right. Nobody speak English here. Yeah. Granted, we want it to be easier on us, mm-hmm. right? And we believe that English should be the universal language. And let's be true. It is, right? Yeah. In a sense, quote unquote. In a sense, right. But what I've come to learn is that, and that's why I said earlier, I was like, don't get me started on the English language. Not saying there's not a beauty in that. But when we look at the English language, it is forever changing. Yes, it is forever changing culturally It is ever changing definition wise. We're adding new words to the dictionary and then we're still continuing the stigma of, well, if you don't speak like this, even within the English language, you're not intelligent to the point that even people from the UK will tell us that our English is not up to par, up to par. But when I've learned about other languages, such as Hebrew or even Asian derived languages, and I look at their even characters in their language, one character or letter. Yes. So much depth. Yeah. One character can mean a whole sentence Yes, because their language has such a substance to it that it tells a story. It has a deep meaning that they're not looking to continue to advance in their language. They desire to stay true to what the language means. And that's what I meant by I see more beauty in other languages than the English language because of what it stands for. We have to remove the stigma of learning other languages will limit our children or will limit us. And I love what you mentioned that when we are taking upon learning languages, yes, it's true. It opens doors for us academically Mm -hmm. and professionally, but we have to understand it opens doors for us to have a heart to heart communication with other cultures. If we are human beings and we're talking about this every day, love wins, love wins then why don't we implement that same ideology 
to say that, yeah, we're social beings. So if we're social beings, we need to start respecting Mm -hmm. other cultures. Right. And stop thinking that when we enter into their land, they must abide by what we believe to be the Mm -hmm. dominant power. You know, we've, 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 like you were saying, we've internalized that. Right. Yes. So now we're saying it. They don't even have to say it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, Americans don't really have to say, you know, speak English anymore because we do it for them. Yes. Right? We're like their spokesperson or spokespeople, I should say. I do. And it's very unfortunate that that our Caribbean parents have put our languages under English or as a substandard mm-hmm. um, language, because now you have children who only speak English. Yes. You have your Haitian children who only speak English. Right. And then the first thing people ask is, oh, you're Haitian? You speak Creole? No. And they can't conceptualize how that even works. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at, you go to, if you go to these Jewish schools, they're oh, all, all taught Hebrew. Mm-hmm. They're all taught Hebrew. Even if they may not speak it to one another, you know, when they're going out and they're chilling and stuff like that, but they all know it. They all understand it. They read their Torah in Hebrew. They don't have a problem communicating when they need to communicate and they don't have a problem understanding when they need to understand. That's all that's really, I think that's necessary. I'm not saying that you need to be some literate and expressive or professor in your language, in the language, Mm -hmm. but be able to hold on to certain your, your your background, because at the end of the day, you don't know where you're going to be in the future, right? You don't know where you're going to end up being. So it's something as simple as keeping the language. We don't even try to do because we feel like it's not important. So this is the reason why I'm saying we must re-educate in this generation, our our generation. We need to Mm -hmm. educate because we're not having the children, right? We need to re-educate our generation and letting them know it is very important for your children to understand and to speak Creole and French. And if you're Hispanic, to speak Spanish, Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and to hold on, because in a couple of years, there will be no language but English. That is very, That's vital. very, very scary. And, and, and another thing is, you know, having an accent speaking in, while speaking English is also looked down upon, like you said. Mm-hmm. And it's making people hate the fact that they spoke another language. It's becoming a faux pas yeah. to speak another language. And it's like, whoa, when has things changed like this? Mm-hmm. You know, you should feel rich being able to speak different in many languages. But now you are told if you speak many languages and you speak English with an accent, you are under uneducated. You are below. Yes, yeah. you're uneducated. Right. You have an accent in English because you speak many languages or you speak another language. That is something to look up at, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. This is the reason why Creole is also one of the options in, in the curriculum. For us to even assume that or or to think that our children should own like our Haitian children should only speak French. That's unfortunate. When I went to college, first of all, I went to Brooklyn College. I graduated from Brooklyn College and I was shocked to know that they were teaching Creole as a language because I needed to take some. Um, I've been out of the game so long telling mm-hmm. my age. What's those extra classes you have to take again? Electives? Um, electives, right? Electives, yeah. Yes, electives. yes, yes, electives. So <laughs> I, I needed an elective and I saw it and I was like, 
oh, this should be fun. I knew Crayola already, but they were going to teach you how to read and write it. I never knew how to read and write it. I just knew how to speak it and and listen to it. When I went to the class and he was, the professor was telling us the history of Crayola. He even said it, he was like, it's unfortunate and him being older than, than I, he said, it's unfortunate. My generation and my mother's generation had this ideology that Crayola was the language of the slaves so it's which is true but Mm -hmm. it was it continued of this mentality of peasantry and that what people don't understand that creole is its own language yes and And it's official language now yes and i was like what i was like i was always taught that it's slang everybody always says that oh so you speak the slang of french and other caribbean cultures take on that same mentality right and he's like no creole is mixed with arabic african dialects yes Yes. it has french in it but it also has spanish in it he said it's such a beautiful melting pot of dialects and and languages that it has become its own and he said i am here to teach it to you other caribbean islands such as saint lucia or dominica not dominican republic but dominica have now embraced they call it patois right have now embraced patois to the point that they're like no this is important as well exactly you know that i can sit with a saint lucian and be like i understand you not in in entirely entirety right some dialects are different but i now could connect with you because now you're not afraid to speak your language and i'm not afraid to speak my my family's language or my ancestors language and now we're able to connect and not feel like there's a division because let's be honest in the caribbean there's a lot of division you know what i mean so to know that oh we have this similarity and we can connect on that so yeah i just wanted to bring that up so that people can understand the beauty and language and for us to stop the stigma and to also understand that we need to have a respect yeah let's talk about uh your business with teaching and and home and and let's be real you don't have to homeschool your child to implement this curriculum that you have oh no yeah you can be a working mom or working parent and on your downtime to be like okay or on the weekends of course okay instead of watching tv let's take this time to learn a language right or let's take this time to read this workbook so anybody can benefit off of this curriculum that one of my customers actually is a working doctor and she ordered three different languages most of the time not home right so when she is home she says okay i'm going to take some time to teach my son how to speak these languages and when i'm not home whether it's the nanny or whether it's you know is the hubby he they're now going to take the time to speak so it doesn't have to be as a matter of fact i believe out of all the clients and all the customers that i have it's really 50, 50, 50, where you have 50% mm-hmm. of the people are homeschool parents mm-hmm. and the other 50% are working parents. Because what it, again, it's not only academic skills that we're teaching, we're also teaching languages. So the languages doesn't necessarily mean you have to be home, right? Mm-hmm. Teaching your child a language doesn't require you to be home. So you could be wherever you are, whether it's work or school, whatever. And then your child now, it could be that you spend 10, 15 minutes a day with your child. Mm-hmm. My children fight over this thing. 
literally. And when I'm not home or when I'm somewhere else or I'm in a different room, I hear them fighting over it because they want to work on it. They (laughs) will, you know, you know, have harmony. I was like, I want to do it. And heaven is like, no, it's my turn. So, and I'm not there. So they're actually working on it. Right. And I'm not there. And that's the whole point. I take 10 minutes to teach them the lesson to 10 minutes to teach them whatever I need to teach them. And then I let them explore and do things on their own. Sometimes I'll come back and do a different activity with them. And with time, they know which activities they like the the most and they do Mm -hmm. it themselves. Right. So it's not only for homeschool parents. Yeah. It's also for working moms. And I, the reason why I made that, that's the reason why I did it the way that I did is so that if mm-hmm. you are a working mom or a working dad, because we can't leave our working dads nope. out of this, you know, yep. can't yep. leave our homeschool dads out of this because they all were all part of this. We're all we we're all just as important as you yes. right? If your life says that you need to be working or you need to have a nine to five job, your child is still able to learn another language, another two language, another three language, another four language. In America, the record now is a uh, well, right now, I'm sure she's not nine because a few years ago she was nine. So she's probably like 13 or 14. A Haitian little girl who speaks nine languages. Yes, I heard about fluently, that. Fluently. Fluently. So a lot of people are like, oh, she's gifted. Some people will say, oh, she's autistic. That's what I'm saying. They're like, what? Is what does that have to know? The lack of her parents invested in her and saw it and deemed it important to teach her many languages this is the reason why she is fluent in those languages and any child can mm-hmm. any child can maybe it won't be nine languages for every child it could be seven for another child it could be three for it could be 13 for another child right right you just have to invest in the child yeah and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg right. which is the, what i'm trying to show in you know the product that the products because there's different yeah. products as well that I'm offering that it doesn't need to be as expensive as you think it should be should be or even tedious right, right? like exactly. everything you were saying so your company mm-hmm. uh, it is under the umbrella of of your company and you can talk about that but for the curriculum that you're you're mentioning right now it is called Shay Heaven and Harmony it's yes. named after your daughters yes. and Shay is not my name but <laughs> Shay is the C-H-E-Z, which yes. in French, if I believe, is called the house, right? Yes. So it's the house, home. the home. Yes. And I love that home feels more yes. intimate. Mm-hmm. So ho- the home of heaven and harmony. Mm-hmm. So first of all, what made you choose that name? And second of all, you can tell us a little bit about the umbrella that it stems from in your business mm-hmm. and what does it um, encompass in totality? So I got the name, well, let's just say while before I had Shea Heaven and Harmony, I always would show, I would always show what I did with my kids when I was teaching them or when I was Mm -hmm. homeschooling them. And people were always curious about, Liz, what do you do to speak, to to teach English? What do you do to teach math? What do you do to teach in your home, in your home? What do you you have to do with heaven? What do you have to do with harmony? So people would always ask the question in that way. Mm -hmm. And I would always answer, well, in my home, or because at the end of the day, I don't really have, I'm not the standard. So I can only just tell you what I do and what works for me. So I would always say in my home, I would say what heaven and harmony does or what I do with heaven and harmony. And if I'm speaking French, which is a lot of the time, I would say chez moi or, you know, Mm. and at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? That's what I want. I would like people to just have a glimpse of what happens in my home. 
and it's not it's not only my educational my academic relationship with my children it's it's more wholesome right Mm -hmm. so it's also nutrition is diet it's you know even my our marriage my relationship with my husband his relationship with them we try to be as broad as possible which is why we started with heaven on earth i don't know if you remember yes heaven on earth Mm -hmm. and the reason why we had heaven on earth is because heaven was born Mm-hmm. And we were trying to, or we were, the, the point was to bring heaven, whatever's happening in heaven to the earth yeah. and the discipline, the order, the, the creativity, all of that that's happening in heaven. We wanted to bring it to our home as we're learning, cause we're still learning as to how to have this heaven on earth, how to have heaven shape my Je home, moi. right? My yeah. home. <laughs> um, I'm sharing with you what works. And I will also share you my failures. I will share with you what didn't work so that you too can have, uh, you know, uh, uh, some kind of guidance, really. Mm-hmm. So that's how the name Shea Heaven and Unharmony came about. That is gorgeous. Like you said, I remember what you said with heaven and earth. I think of the verse where it says, let it be done in he- on earth as it is in heaven. Yep. You know, so that's beautiful that you called it that. So it falls under the umbrella of your ma- main business with you and your husband. Talk about that a little bit, because I don't want to leave that out. <laughs> right. So it falls under Alter Inc., right? Mm-hmm. Alter Inc. is a business slash ministry, more emphasis on ministry, because at the end of the day, it's what we want is to to have influence and great impact on the world and in our community. So we started, we did, we do different things, right? We, we business counseling, we do photography, videography, marketing. Um, we do we education. We do a whole lot of stuff, missionary mm-hmm. work. The whole reason why it was created is because we saw that in our community, there was a lack, like right. we were speaking before. There was a lack and there was a need. God has empowered us to be able to supply this, this demand um, by teaching people what it is that we know. Do we know everything? Absolutely not. Are we experts? Absolutely not. But there is uh, an amount of information that we do know that we want to pass on to the community. Um, one of which is to get out of the impression mm-hmm. that as African-Americans, we can't have what we need, right? We need, right. There's always a way. We have the ability to have the riches or the you know, the, the lifestyle, because it's really about lifestyle for us. It's not even yeah. about money, right? It's about lifestyle. We're able to have this lifestyle, but we need to take away everything that has been blinding us right. um, out of our eyes so that we can see that it is possible. The alter, alter ink, our, our slogan is alter your mind, alter your future, which is you have to change your mindset. You oh, have wow. to shift your perspective in order for you to see your future. And mm-hmm. it determines how you feel and how you think determines on how your life is going to be. Share Heaven and Harmony is a subdivision to alter in because I'm teaching parents, I'm teaching homeschool parents, I'm teaching African-Americans, I'm teaching all different, uh, all different parents from different cultures mm-hmm. that it is possible to teach your child one or many languages. languages. Do not put limitations to your children. Within your business and ministries, I feel like you're providing, like you said, an alternate reality. But, and I use reality because I don't want it, I don't want to use the word fantasy. Right. Because I want people to understand, like you said, keyword, it is possible, but it's an alternative. Like a lot of times we like to say alternative medicine and say that, you know, modern medicine is 
and you know, people kind of feel their certain way mm-hmm. that modern medicine is the answer and any everything else is alternative. Yes. Where in my belief system, what we deem as alternative, I believe was the original form oh. of medicine. So now I'm saying what you're providing is an alternate reality, but in my belief system and mindset, that kind of should have been or was the actual original blueprint. Exactly. You know what I mean? And we're exactly. calling all these things alternatives, but I feel that we're actually going back to what was, but yeah. was lost in translation throughout generations and history, right? With uh, Shea Heaven and Harmony, what are, just give us a brief glimpse of what the curriculum looks like. What do you provide? Like if a person was, and we're going to provide the website as well at the end of this uh, episode and in the description, but what are the products that you actually provide and what does the curriculum actually look like we have the regular the abcs the one two threes obviously in different languages and also in english because some like we said some children are learning um english we have the animals the shapes the geography we have nutrition the things we shouldn't eat too much of so i don't choose what you shouldn't eat and what you know i let the parent decide so we have a whole bunch of different uh fruits or vegetables or foods in general and then one of the activities is to choose what is or point out what are the foods that we should eat more of less of none of Mm. and the parent now will decide what they want you know their child to know or eat stuff but obviously we have the fruits and the vegetables to get them empowered in, in diet learning the planets we have learning um the body parts you know seasons nature countries uh science um it goes this is a book of 55 activities right so it goes deep it goes deep and and that's just one that's one word it's a binder i should say it's one one binder and then we also have a uh, flashcards where it's not you know usually when you see flashcards you just see words and 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 it's meaning well we did a little different where we actually have catchphrases phrases that you actually will need to to use mm. and to say when you're actually speaking the language like can i go to the bathroom um can you clean up your room or please may i do this all these languages and we have them set up for for all the languages. So whatever language you want, you're going to get it unless it's okay. like, a, you know, and even if it's something that we haven't created, you know, prior to you asking, it could be done right away because we have the people, the resources mm-hmm. in place to be able to, to create those products in the language desired. And then obviously we start in the beginning and because it's a binder, you're able to move this, the, the pages as you you feel like your child will be able to to learn it um, accurately, and it starts with a prayer a prayer for you to teach your child mm-hmm. um, before they do any kind of work, before they do schoolwork. Um, it also has verses for them to memorize, for them to know that you know God has given us the intelligence to be able to absorb everything that it is that we want to absorb, you know, giving them, empowering the the child. I think that's so important for us to empower our children. So we start with empowerment. I want to empower them and show them that this is beneficial because Mm -hmm. people will tell you it's not beneficial. People Mm -hmm. will actually tell you that you teaching your child a different language is not beneficial. And they will actually tell your child it's not beneficial because, hey, no one around you speak that language. So why do you need to speak those languages, right? Right. By the end of the binder, obviously the binder is not going to make your child fluent. Mm-hmm. And that's what people, what, what we mistaken. We mistaken the fact that we feel like if we do one thing, it'll achieve the goal. Yeah. No, it's a mixture of different things. The binder, yes. 
your intent, your commitment, your uh, uh, creativity, all these things have to come into play. And guess what? People don't know that. And I don't yeah. expect them to know that. So this is the reason why it's really important for me to teach them. Aside from that, aside from the binder, of offering the binder to mm-hmm. teach them discipline and order yeah. and not giving up. And we have like parent teacher or parent, I say parent teacher meaning, but I'm not a teacher. Um, <laughs> a parent, I mean, I'm not a teacher by profession. I, um, I have these parent, you know, meetings where we come together and share different things that's working for mm. them and, and, and different activities that we do. The kids love the product. That's a thing to get kids to actually love learning. It's hard yeah, because they're fighting against YouTube. They're fighting against, you know, all these programs that literally flashing stuff all day, movement, active all day. And now they have to sit in front of a book. That's boring. Yeah. So to hear that these children are loving the product and they um, look forward to the product Mm -hmm. only reassures me that there is a need. And if, if there are any parents out there that still don't understand how they can implement this into their homes, feel free to contact me. I'm sure Shay's going to share um, I was just all about that contact to say information. That. Let's, <laughs> I, I, let's get into that. It's definitely going to be um, in the description. It is also going to be promoted or linked in, you know, social media. But for our listeners, uh, do share where they can find you, the website, even on social media, the handles that you you choose to share of where they can get in contact with you and get even more information. Uh, the website is www alter.life forward slash shit heaven and harmony harmony okay. so alter inc is spelled a-l-t-t-r-i-n-c a social media we have also shit heaven and harmony page on instagram i actually have a personal page on facebook it's okay for us to connect there too because i sh- I, I share a lot of gems and, and you know advice and stuff like that on homeschooling um my name on facebook is liz faith ricketts and you should be able to find all the social media handles if you Google Shay Heaven and Harmony as well. Awesome. Awesome. I just love stuff like this. This is, listen, listeners, this is why I created and I know the most high bestowed this podcast um, for me to do because this, this discussion was phenomenal. And I thank you so much for it. And I know many people will benefit from the information and the gems that was stated here today, right? It just is something for us to cause us to think outside of the box or outside of what we call our norm, right? In society. And I just want to shout out and and just give recognition to all different type of moms out there, homeschooling mom, working moms, and not only moms, but like you said, fathers, because sometimes we overlook that there are single fathers. They are fathers that are at home you know that sometimes it's the it's the husband that's at home and the wife may be working that's the family dynamic so in general shout out to all the parents (laughs) no matter what your dynamic or your household looks like shout out to you and understand that we are not praising any one person or any one dynamic over the other but we do want people to understand that there is a another reality as Liz said multiple times there is other ways that are possible Thank I you. truly appreciate the work that you're doing and again I requested you to be on here because I've been watching and for myself you have enabled me to think outside the box mm-hmm. and just know this when um, a child or children <laughs> come into play 
you have a supporter. <laughs> you have a supporter. I truly believe in your ministry and business. So I want I others it. right now who are parents to be able to tap into this and even, yeah. you know, reach out to you. And um, even if it's not reaching out to you just to gain this knowledge today to have them think. So again, listeners, thank you so much. And as always, I hope you have discovered new information, not only about yourself, but about the world that surrounds you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you've gained some knowledge, insight, and clarity in this moment, creating your own inner discoveries. Tune in again with new episodes released every Tuesday. And most importantly, head over to at She Discovered Podcast on Instagram to interact with me and receive more tips and info relating to all topics discussed. As always, you are appreciated.